you got to be a shark, right? A shark is always eating when they got blood in the water, no matter what, no matter how they feel, no matter how tired they are, no matter if they say they need a break or they work the whole week, whatever it is, like you got to be hungry. Hey, this is Blake Sloan. I've been selling real estate over 14 years. Our team of highly trained professionals along with our unmatched marketing has sold thousands of homes here in the Myrtle Beach area. And this is how we do it. I want to share something with you guys. It's important. I think how do some people crush it? How do some people not crush it? And, and what's the main difference? And um, it was something I, I share with some of the guys this weekend, Austin and Chris is like, man, some of that I can't teach, right? Because ultimately uh, what it comes down to is somebody's got to be a, a sales killer. Cause there's people that's come in here before that get results that have sustainable results that will last for, for years, right? There's some that come in, don't get any results. And there's some that get results a little bit and they fall off. They get results a little bit and they fall off. And that's what, I guess, is determined by this, their natural ability. But there's a difference in a sales killer who can do high levels of sales for a long time. And what do you think the difference is? Ambition. Yeah, that's the one thing I can't teach, right? And I talked about that. I can't bottle ambition. If I could, I would, right? So <laughs> what else? What else you guys got? Motivation. Motivation. Yeah, what else? I think the willingness to understand your your prospect right which is a big piece of that too right and so all these are true and so the one thing that i did is like look i spent a lot of time this last week and kelly brought it up and i told her i was like look this is impossible for me to do right i can't teach somebody to be a sales killer because that's some shit that you just got to have or that you got to want and so i spent a lot of time listening to some ed mylett listening to andy priscilla and just going back and thinking like what do all the people have that that have been successful here over the years you know since started the team really in 2006 um, you know, in a long time, what do they have? And I really try to break it down to the four things. And there's a different pieces that people have. Some have very good natural pieces. Some don't have the opposite they need to get to the next level. So some could do very good in the beginning naturally because they have natural sales skills. But on the flip side, they don't have what they need uh, to get to the leverage piece, meaning where they get the compound interest. And so I noticed it really starts in the very beginning in terms of what people have. And so I'll, I'll draw it out for you guys to see, which I think is uh, very important for us to, to look at. Uh, what do you guys think that that the one of the most powerful pieces is? The 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 piece that drives it all. What's the most important one? Give me something. Hunger's got to be where it starts. Right, hundred percent in that in that aspect. Let me move this piece here. So the first piece, you know, and, and what we have to have is they have to be powerful because nothing comes without the powerful piece. Now, this is what do you think when people come in brand new? When they do very well long-term, they all have to have this consistency piece of being powerful. What that means is how they operate, okay? How you come in and get results quickly and how do you sustain results make a very, very big difference. And the number one piece here, um, and I wrote down, I have hungry as number two, but number one, they have to have urgency. What do you guys think that means? They have to have urgency. What do you think that means? You can't come in with like a real lax, laid back attitude about this business. They're just... I think a lot of people feel like there's time to, to build this thing out. But in reality, when you come in, you have a finite amount of money to sustain yourself, or maybe you have a separate job, which means your time is finite. So everything needs to be treated like it's going to run out. Yeah, and I looked at this when I created it. It'll work for somebody brand new or somebody's been here for eight years. It's the same exact thing, right? Because sometimes these pieces fall off. You watch people who make you know, 10, 20, $30,000, and all of a sudden they fall off. And they got to go back and redo it. 20, $30,000, I mean, in one month. Right. And then they fall off and they go back and have to start back over. There has to be a massive urgency in everything they do. And Ed Milet talked about this too urgency in how you walk to the coffee pot. 
urgency in how you walk to, to the conference room, right? Urgency in how you walk and show property. There has to be an urgency and a really an aura of power for you to have success and to have people that want to follow you as a, as a client, right? As a past client, as someone, there has to be urgency in everything you do, right? Obviously, if I'm brand new, I got to show up and have urgency in my phone calls, in my learning, in everything I do. And if I notice the people who don't make it, they don't have urgency in what they do, right? Or people that don't make it long-term, they lose their urgency in terms of getting the next deal, in terms of going through the motions, right? I think that's a key part in like, all right, how do I have them have that, that, that urgency and literally kind of guide themselves. And at the end of this, what I want you guys to be able to do is no matter where you're at, go back and score yourself and say, hey, where am I missing a piece at right now, right? Where am I missing this aspect? And the one thing I see is people lose urgency. They're making calls, right? Making lots of money, making dials, getting deals. They get some deals, they get comfortable, what do they lose? They lose the urgency, right? Of going in, taking action, making the phone call, showing up, which is super, super important um, overall in that scenario. The second piece is what Alex talked about, which I think is really probably maybe the most number one. This is the hardest one because I can't teach this. I can't teach it. You got to create it yourself um, in terms of what you're doing on the inside. And it's got to be, you got to be hungry. What do you think that means? Every opportunity, a walk-in, an appointment that someone can't take, a money phone call that can't be handled because the other person's busy, whatever it is just thrown in the group. I mean, you can tell who the hungry ones are real quick. Yep. This is very important, right? I wrote down here, you got to be a shark, right? A shark is always eating when they got blood in the water, no matter what, no matter how they feel, matter how tired they are, matter if they say they need a break or they work the whole week, whatever it is, like you got to be hungry. And that's something that's important. Something that Patrick reached out to me on Saturday and talked about. And that's one thing that I was like, man, I, I, it's unfortunate, right? Patrick had the money phone and was showing multiple properties because he took clients I gave him on Friday when I offered other people, they couldn't take them. He got them and say, hey, I'll take it. And so he had the money phone and appointments and he booked two appointments that he couldn't handle. And Patrick, what happened? Um, one of them I had to, luckily I was able to re reschedule so I could work it into my day. Cause no one took it. The other one, um, Chris small was the only one to reach out in that regard. And no one responded to you. Right. And so that's the thing I can't teach. Like people gotta be hungry, man. And that's the one thing I realize is if you're in that regard, your competition, everybody around you, especially in a world like real estate, your competition are sharks that are feeling blood in the water. And the minute that we let up or you let up, someone's going to take that opportunity, but especially if you're brand new or if you're low on closings, right? If you haven't had a bail in a couple of weeks, right? You'd be taking every appointment, every opportunity. You gotta make sure that you're looking to outwork everyone in that scenario. That fixes all problems, right? To be hungry, to take these appointments. And that's something that obviously Jeremy's done very well, right? Joe gets books and appointment. What's Jeremy say most of the time, Joe? Absolutely, I'll make it work. Yeah, I'll make it work. Saturday, Sunday, whatever day it is, whatever yeah. time I'm taking, he takes that. And obviously how many you closed so far this year, Jeremy? About 110. 110, right? Already. And so the reality is you got to be hungry on every single appointment. Third piece here, which is important. Something I noticed is they live from a place of truth. We talk about this all the time. They live from a place of truth. What do you think that means? The number one thing that kills people, I, I notice, right, in terms of, of what they have, is that they tend to believe their own. And so the one key here is you got to get very, very good at, I call it OTS. What do you think that is? Oh. Own their right on there what it means is hey look here's what's going on here's i've fallen off the past week right i missed x amount of holes last week i'm not getting up at the same time i'm feeling like i'm off i'm not having the same disciplines i was i've got to be able to one have the awareness and i like to say hyper awareness and i've got to be able to make the adjustment real time i want to feel to a place of paranoia 
of where I'm at, what's going on, where I'm at, what's going on. And I got to be understanding, hey, look, is my conversion down or is my conversion up? Just because I made some money doesn't mean I'm actually that good yet. How do I make sure that I can understand the truth of where I'm at, the truth of my skill sets, and the truth about my business? And that's done through looking at my numbers, understanding my numbers, but I'm obviously always living in a place of truth. The number one thing I've seen kill people long-term and short-term is believe their own bullshit, right? The stories creep in, the, the, the feeling of, of, of um, golly, what's the word I'm looking for? When they have a, um, they should get results they didn't earn yet, right? Whatever it is, they should have the next level, but they haven't earned that from the inside. Entitlement. Feeling of entitlement comes in, which is very important and very, very important in that scenario, right? You have to have the urgency. You have to have the hungriness, you have that truth. And the fourth piece here, which is very important, and this is a Jordan Belford, last piece is you, they're always sharp as a tech. What do you think that means? Sharp as a tech, Ryan, tell me about that. Means your own point on everything. I mean, you're Johnny on the spot. You got all the answers. Um, you know, you don't have to say, um, you know what the next thing. If like if somebody asked me uh, what to expect next, I, I should know what to say without hesitation. So I notice people who come in, they look sharp, right? They're dressed sharp. They're together. They were up early in the morning, right? They're here on time. They're here ahead of time. They're prepared. They're constantly sharp to attack. They're prepared for war, right? You can always see the ones on the huddle. You can always see the ones that show up in the mornings. You can always see the ones who are not sharp as attack. And guess what? If I can see it, the clients can see it. And so there's times that, is it natural to want to do that? No. And so part of this is why I look at what are the long-term key points here that people have to have? They have to have that sharp to attack piece to them in all times, consistently, right? Not just for a week or two weeks when they get some deals in, but sometimes people come in, they just look energetically unkept and they're not showing up in terms of sharp attack of how they're attacking the day with their clients. And so back to even all the way level that Ryan said, are there ums involved, right? Am I prepared for the appointment? Am I uh, prepared with my data? All the things I need to have up front, I need to have that aspect, right? The same thing here you kind of looked at is, are they a force daily? And here's the one thing that's crazy about people who, who've been here for a while. And some days they show up as a force, some days they don't, right? Some days they're in, some days they're not, right? There's always constant chaos. And so what I notice is people here for a while, constant chaos is trying to take from their power. And so part of having that power consistently is have to tame the chaos in your life. Whatever it is outside of work that's costing that power and the force, you've got to be able to tame that. Like most successful people do, they, 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 right, they're able to make sure I'm laser focused. I get the things out no matter what's going on, what's super important, which leads to, so the second piece of this is discipline. So this is multiple facets. Now, here's the crazy part. This is the hardest part for people who are naturally good at sales. They live on their natural abilities and their entire life, they've been able to get what they want just enough by living on their natural abilities. And so they never master their discipline, please, which means they can never get to the top level. They can always do just enough and do decent, make a decent amount of money. They never get to the top level because they can never master the piece of discipline. And so part of the piece of discipline, the number one thing that makes the biggest difference, right, which Amy nailed in that piece, is consistency. Why do you think that matters? Because it shows up in everything that you do. Because you can never get the compound effect if you don't have consistency. And so just like compound interest, when you're talking about investments, it starts out really small, you know, one cent, doubles to two cents, two to four cents. And it does really make a big difference until you get to like 20, 30, 50 days out and you start having these multiple, right, multiple returns that are, that are multiplying each other. It's the same thing here. And this is the number one weakness, which is the reason I have it first in both experienced agents and both top agents and also in brand new agents, right? They don't have the consistency, meaning that do I show up every single day? 
no matter what, over and over and over and over and over in terms of people might outwork somebody in, in one day, right? They may outwork somebody in one week, in one month, but eventually, right, that consistency piece kicks in and no matter who they are, where they're at, that's what wins the ball game long-term. A lot of people are very good at sprinting. They'll sprint for a little bit, do pretty good, make some money, and all of a sudden they're off back to living the life of chaos and a life of reaction. And so they have to, have to master this consistency piece, which makes the most amount, part, most amount of money. Why? Those are the most consistent in business when the most at the highest level, period. That's why you see a lot of people who aren't that good at sales, naturally, will have much higher returns long-term. Why? If they can just master the consistency piece, and especially with our business model, people just show up consistently over and over and over, right? For weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks at a time, right? For an entire year, all of a sudden, it's almost impossible not to make a ton of money. But the problem is people make money for two or three months and all of a sudden they pull off, right? Two or three months and they pull off. And so the consistency piece is so important because it's much easier to keep up than it is to catch up, period, right? And perfect example. Today, this morning, I woke up, I made a commitment to run this morning, right? Guess what happened this morning? It rained. Rained. So guess what? I said, hey, looks like I'm getting wet this morning. Why is that? Because for me, the consistency piece matters in those type of commitments because the minute I don't means it snowballs into something else. I heard it on my skylight this morning, just rain like hell. I said, all right, here's the deal, right? I got to make sure I do this rain, this run, no matter what. It had me thinking while I was doing it is how many agents, right? When rain comes in their business, back off because it's not comfortable. They back off, don't know what they need to do. The smallest little inconvenience comes in their business and they pull off the pedal and quit doing what they know they need to do and they've made the commitment to actually do. And so that's why we always talk about that. How you do anything is how you do everything, right? And so make sure you just understand a lot of y'all who are very good naturally, this is number one weakness for you. Number two, and, and two and three are kind of similar, but number two is they actually follow process. They actually do what they're supposed to do when nobody's looking. Yes, they do what they know what they need to do. They actually do it. If you look at it in a business standpoint, almost any problem we have from the objections, right, from sales not getting done, from sales not going through, from deals falling through, from not even getting the extra money that you deserve with your deficiencies, it all comes down to the following process. And so the minute it gets uncomfortable, the minute that I get lazy, right, that's something that kills. In the video that was on YouTube before this, right, the one thing kills most people uh, ultimately is the laziness piece. They know what they need to do, but they just don't actually follow it. And that's something that's super important overall in that aspect that needs to make sure they happen, right? Very important. And Alex, you and I talked about this before. If we went through almost any objection, any missed call, what happens in most of those? Or unbooked call? Oh, it's always it's always something's missed in the process. Period. Whether it's right? skipped or just, yeah, flat out not done. Yeah. The buyer presentation, the listing presentation, the thing is that most people can't figure out what it is they're missing. And they're convinced 100% that is them, that, that it's not them. It's not me. Is everything perfect? It's the people on the other side of the transaction. But ultimately, if you're willing to do what? Live in a place of truth, you're able to, to question yourself and say, hey, and I'm following process exactly how it should be, right? Is there a piece of that puzzle I miss? And I've got to be able to understand that, which is very important. And I'm going to talk about how these two are together. The second piece, the third piece right here is this is really important. Is they're able to master the middle. The discipline leg here, right? This discipline leg here is all about the compound effect. And so what most people do is they don't master the middle. And that's all the way back to process. Perfect example is the easy stuff, the sexy stuff is talking to people on the phone, doing the presentation, showing properties, right? Or 
you know, getting a seller lead, booking an appointment, doing a listing appointment, right? That's easy. That's what people like. They like to be out the office. But mastering the middle is where all the money's made at. Why? Because that's where leverage is at. And there's an example. Last week, I looked at one person um, in Boomstep. That's experienced, done some deals. Uh, they had four people in their bucket last week. Of the four that were put in the bucket last week, right, uh, all four were listed as new leads, even though they're not new leads, right? So there's no way to segment, which shows, hey, am I truly mastering the middle? The middle parts, how do I nurture leads? How do I get the ones that are B buyers and B sellers? That's mastering the middle. All four were labeled as new, right? Two of the four had their last name listed as unknown. Talk to the client, put the notes in, even set two clients up, and it's sending emails to the lady, right? Maria, whatever her name, Maria Unknown. Now, if I'm on the other side of that transaction and you and I'm your client and you're sending me emails to Blake Unknown, what the fuck do I think of you? I think you're an idiot, right? If I'm a client and I'm judgmental of realtors anyway, and I think realtors are not that good, and you're sending me an email to me that says Blake Unknown, even though I've talked to you, how likely am I going to do business with you? Zero. Zero, right? And I see this over and over and over and over and over. And why it's on this piece here is because people are oblivious to it, right? We teach it, teach it, teach it. They just haven't got to a level as a sales killer to understand how important that is. The other two had two appointments booked. Both were booked in the middle of the week, right? Check this yesterday. And the other two had, hey, a meeting with so-and-so on Wednesday, so-and-so on Thursday. Check that yesterday. Guess what was not in there? Nothing anything so if i booked the appointment and they showed up what i need to have in there notes about the appointment did they sign and obviously their criteria if that's what they want right or whatever the criteria is and they need to have an e-alert set up in that scenario right and this is just one of the i see this happen every single week over and over and over with everyone and so this comes down to what we teach about is understanding hey how do I understand my database and the intelligence of my database and how am I setting people up and where am I not having the lazy piece? Because we all know I should probably put somebody's last name in there, or at least asking what it is, right? Instead of sending something to unknown and claiming that in my bucket. But we don't do it, right? Because I don't master the middle. This is very important to understand. Am I actually mastering the middle? Because that's where really the judgment comes from. And that's the long piece between point A and point B. In our conversion cycle, there's a point A, which is when we first meet them. It can be buyer or seller. And there's point B, which is when we're under contract or we get to the closing table. For listings, that's going to be the whole time it's listed, right? Do they want to cancel with me or do they want to stay with me? And a buyer, do they want to stay with me and buy with me long-term as they're showing properties? But if you send me emails to Blake Unknown, I'm not buying with you. And anybody with a brain is probably not either. And so I've got to understand, how do I have the high level of attention to understand, am I mastering the middle? That no one likes to do. That's where most of the money's made at. Why? Because the success is in the details, right? It's in the very, very important details in terms of what we do, right? Following through with what we're supposed to know we're supposed to do, right? And that goes to the last piece here, which I think is important to make sure you look at. And this is true both on listings, both on buyers at any level. They've mastered the follow through. What do you think that means? Not follow up, follow through. Doing what you say you're going to do. Okay, yeah, and also what, what I need to do. So if I tell them I'm going to send something, what do I do? I send it to them, right? If I tell them I'm going to call them, I call them. No matter what, I do that because what happens is I see this happen over and over and over and over. Almost all the complaints I get back from people is I didn't hear back from my agent. They didn't get this to me, right? This is all the way down to understanding leverage of getting to, I call it here, this is a finish line mentality, right? This is always something to be true on, on closings every Friday. What do you think missing the most? 
the email notes and seller alerts the yeah seller alert the simple seller alert the tool that works for you around the clock consistently right the easiest part to do after the transaction is going to get you leverage both the referrals or your business people don't do it why there's two reasons why number one awareness which is kind of okay in the beginning but after you understand it's not really relevant and number two is laziness right they want the quick buck they want the quick now money and the same thing for sellers right if i have a seller who doesn't sell on me or a seller who doesn't show up to my appointment as a seller lead do i set them up on the ear alerts for them to help nurture them so they are ready right it comes down to really do i follow through and have a finish line mentality in every single way why because you stack those up over 10 or 20 or 30 people now getting emails from me over and over and over and over and over it's impossible not to get business both in repeat business which any of you who've been here for any amount of time that set people up what happens is things in their life happen they get divorced they have to go back home they have a family member that's sick whatever it is they have more kids they got to buy or sell if you do that right and you actually pre-frame them they actually come back to you in that scenario the other piece you run into is that you set them up on the e-alert and what they do they opt out why because they you didn't understand the value. You didn't pre-frame them by making one single phone call to sell the sizzle on why it's so important for you to keep them updated in their, in their largest asset home value. And it's, I see all the time checking deals. Sometimes they set them up and they globally opt out, which means that person didn't make the phone call to them, right? And it's just a discipline that's built. But what happens is if I want to be a sales killer long-term, I'm talking hundred plus properties. I'm talking getting these things. I've got to make sure I have this follow-through where it happens the same way every single time. And no matter what goes on in my life, I have to stick to that, put my notes in, log my phone call. All those things matter. Why? Because that's where the compound effect comes in. And so this whole piece here, right? I want you guys to look at, understand I was going to on the right side of the fits, but this whole piece here is what builds the compound effect. Now, here's the crazy part. Like I mentioned, a reminder, the naturally good salespeople, this is where they're worse at. They have to learn this piece of the puzzle. They'll never get past the plateau they're stuck on. They have to learn this piece of the puzzle. They'll never get past the plateau they're stuck on. And so, so many fight it and fight it and fight it and fight it because they've been able to use their natural abilities their entire life. They won't get to the next level. And that's what stops you from going from good to great, from decent to phenomenal, right? From 60, 70,000 to 150,000 or 150 to 300. This is the number one piece because you've got to be able to use these as leverage. So there's so much time in the day, you got to get at using leverage, which comes in the disciplines. Is it natural? No. But this is what makes sure that you can win the game long-term and have the ability to win at a high level for long-term as it stacks up and stacks up and stacks up. And this is go back to, hey, look, what's my level of chaos, right? Because the more discipline I have, right, the more power I have. Why? Because I'm more predictable. I control the controllables. And these here are linked, which is why I have them as number one and two.